We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You roll. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you are here. So glad to be back with you guys from all over the country, from Illinois to New Mexico, from Oregon to Florida. Thank you for joining in and being a part of the podcast. And we have a great show for you this time out, and I'll give you a rundown of all of those things. But first and foremost, want to remind you, you can go to the WadesWordProductions.com website for all things D-Wade, whether it's the Friday Express, it's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, KTSU Sports Talk, theater stuff, whatever I got going on, you can go there. And uh, eventually we'll have some forums and ways for you to interact on the website that's coming real soon. But in addition to that, you can call 24 hours a day, the Sports Talk Sports Line at 832 Four one six six one four. That's eight three two nine four one six six one four. So if uh, you have an opinion on something, if you want to comment on a past episode, if you want us to talk about your favorite team, we can do that. Give us a call. Let us know. And of course, if you uh, have a take and you want to get it in, uh, you could be a part of a uh, future podcast with those comments. So 24 hours a day, leave a message, 832-941-6614. So in an effort to be as interactive as we can, we provide that for you guys. So that's definitely something you want to check out. In addition to that, on social media, on Twitter, at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and definitely on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. So this time out, we have from KTRK ABC Channel 13 here in Houston, we have veteran sportscaster, our guy Bob Slovak. He'll join us to talk a little bit about some Astros, some sort of what's been going on with local media here as it pertains to covering sports during the pandemic. In addition to that, we'll talk some Texans and some Astros and some Rockets. And in the second half, we have our guy, King T, Terrence Harris in the building. He will join us to talk about all things pandemic. Uh, We'll talk some swag stuff. We'll talk about a number of things as we are getting ready to resume sports. So those two interviews are coming up. In addition to that, we have a We the People segment. And within that, a little bit of this or that. And in addition to that, we have On The Mix, DJ Anarchy, our resident DJ. He'll do his thing at the halfway point. In addition to that, we have Alamon Award for the big dummy of the podcast. And at the end, before I let go. So all of those things going on. So, without further ado, let's get into some headlines. In headlines, let me start by saying this. Person, woman, man, camera, TV, drop the mic. I'm running for president. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, hey, 
Never mind. But in the world of sports, in headlines, we're just hours away, hours away from the start of baseball in 2020. Improbable, although it may have been for much of this process with the pandemic and just the breakdown in the relationship between Major League Baseball owners and players. They finally got a deal done. It's narrowed down to a 60-game schedule, and we are hours away from the start of baseball. Now, what does that mean? What, are we excited about this? Is this a legitimate World Series? No. No, because I think there will be disruptions. Now, again, they're not in a bubble, though there are no fans. And we still – I don't know if we still know where Toronto will play their, they are, their home games yet because Canada is not allowing – Toronto to play home games in Canada and they're not allowed to play in Pittsburgh but aside from all of the pandemic stuff it's actual competitive baseball yes there will be players that are missing yes there will likely be players that come down with corona maybe even teams we don't know but as it stands this is what we got and this is what we're rolling with as we move forward We'll talk a little bit of Astros with Bob Slovak and with Terrence Harris a little bit later on in the show. Also, breaking news, uh, Mike Tyson is making a comeback of sorts in an exhibition. And look, he's going up against Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition coming up in September. Now, again, I'm not buying this. I'm not paying for this. I I, I don't necessarily even want to see this. Other than the fact that he's an older guy and he's in great shape, there's no intrigue here. I mean, has neither one of these guys seen Rocky Four when Drago killed Apollo Creed in the exhibition? Do we need to show these guys that? Well, I, well the difference is, I guess, both of these guys are well past their primes. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I No, I don't. I don't know why they're doing this, but they're doing it, and we'll see what happens. He's proposing more to go with that, but the breaking news as of this podcast, he will fight in an exhibition, Roy Jones Jr., in California in September. So we'll see how any of that goes, but that's sort of the, the I guess, the sizzle. The meat of uh, the news, obviously, is baseball. Basketball got underway yesterday. What a great look for the courts in uh, NBA basketball as they started their scrimmages. We're still a week away from the start of the NBA season or the resumption of the NBA season. But I will say this, on court, it looked cool. It was cool. The graphics were cool. It looked like they were in a video game. I didn't know how it was going to look. They put the screens all around. It's enclosed. It's dark. They really did a great job, just like ESPN does with their broadcast of boxing. It feels intimate. In a sense, I think they had a few problems, a, a few spatial problems. Guys kept stepping out of bounds, and, and probably some guys didn't shoot as well as they may after they make adjustments. But so far, so good. I mean, I didn't. You don't look at the games per se. Well, I'll look at the Rockets whenever they have their scrimmage. But I didn't look at like the Pelicans to say, oh, okay, this is what we're looking at. You just want to see the guys kind of move around, see what the court looks like, and uh, just sort of get a feel for what we uh, can expect with the NBA. So that's going on. In addition to that, the Washington Redskins are no more. Until further notice, they are the Washington football team. I guess they couldn't go with football club. I guess that, that would, be, would have been too similar to uh, soccer. But they are the Washington football team, and we'll see what happens with other teams as uh, the dominoes will, I suspect, continue to fall as it pertains to 
name changing and the use of Native Americans as mascots. So all of those things, or Native American imagery, I want to be clear on that. Native American imagery as mascots, and long overdue. So that's a good thing as well. So a lot going on. Uh, since I came to you last, the SWAC has postponed their season. I think they have done a phenomenal job of actually trying to come up with a plan. They have a plan that will include six to seven games. They will start training in January, and the games will likely start in late February or early March. And so they'll be done probably by the end of March or the first week into April. So I think all things being said, to actually say, well, this is what we're doing. We're postponing all fall sports. We're going to pick up in January with a concrete plan. And our guy who's been on the podcast a number of times, Dr. Charles McClellan, he and the presidents around the SWAC have done a tremendous job of coming up with the best possible plan in light of all the uncertainty around this pandemic and around COVID-19. So well, I'm sure we'll talk SWAC here in coming episodes just because, again, that is a model that other conferences can look to to say, well, maybe we can do something similar. Now, there is some debate about what do you do for the kids, the student athletes that may have an opportunity to get drafted by an NFL team. Those are interesting discussions, but that's with the assumption that the NFL's calendar is going to remain the same. We don't know that to be true. I don't know. I'm not sure that that's going to happen like that. I think that they can push the draft back to maybe uh, maybe mid-April, I mean mid-May rather, uh, because again, these guys are in shape year-round. And as it stands, guys go straight into minicamp a, a week after they get drafted. I think, hey, I think that's what we're looking at here. So I don't think it's a big sacrifice, but Terrence Harris and I will talk about that a little bit later on. And so those are the general headlines this time out. Time for We the People. In the We the People segment, we take phone calls and get you guys involved with either poll questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page or on the sports line, 832-941-6614. I posed a trio of questions. We'll get into those, but let's check the phone lines first. What's going on, Devin Wade? It's Nate Jones. Hope all is well. Just called to chime in on the NBA and the return of the season. You know, for a while, I had my doubts as to whether we would see pro basketball again in 2020. I'm glad it's back, though, because I'm tired of watching the old games on YouTube. But I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on some some thoughts that I had. Um, I've just been kind of going through it, trying to figure out who I would pick to win it all. I picked the Clippers from pretty much the start of the offseason when they acquired Kawhi and Paul George to win it all. And uh, I have not wavered on that. I still think the Clippers are going to pull it off and win it all. So I want to see what you think about that. And uh, also want to get your, your thoughts on the MVP uh, and Defensive Player of the Year uh, awards. I think that Giannis should get both of them. And so I want you, I want to hear what you got to say about that. I just feel like he's been the most valuable player based on the criteria of how it usually goes when it comes to picking the most valuable player. Usually it's the best player on the best team. Giannis has been there. Um, Milwaukee got the best record. That's that's just facts. And I mean, he's leading in. I mean, if you look at his stat sheet, I mean, he's leading in a lot of categories. I'm not going to sit here and go through all of them, but uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on who you think should be the uh, favorite to win it all, and uh, who you think should win the MVP. So that's it, man. I got the Clippers being too strong, and 
offensively and defensively for, for any team that's going to face them. So let me know what you think. Peace. Thanks so much for checking in, Nate. And I want to remind you guys, 832-941-6614 to chime in either on his comments or whatever else you want to talk about on the sports line 24 hours a day. Just leave a message. Well, you know what? I think we are all flying blind in this situation to think that the trajectory of the NBA season before March when the season was abruptly uh, ended, I think you have to – account for so many variables i don't think it's e- just as easy as okay well they were the best then and i think they'll be the best now seemingly yes but there's again now even if you look at the clippers right now Montrez harold is gone patrick beverly is gone for personal reasons they will likely be back but you don't know you don't know when or if or how these things will affect that organization you look the lakers lakers i think have been hurt by a couple of guards being down uh, rondo's down you signed jr smith but also avery bradley is not going to be there so uh, rondo will be back well obviously bradley is not coming and i, I don't think that there's an upgrade with jr smith so no matter what they try to spin with so i think they'll be hurt a little bit when it comes to uh, that rotation in the backcourt uh, for the lakers uh, with those couple of missing guards so that being said i think the lakers shot has that their, their shot at winning a championship is taking a little bit of a hit clippers uh you know again talent wise that's the team that's the t- i would say that's the team that them and milwaukee on paper however they're so like mentally, how are these guys going to be able to approach this? How many guys can maintain the mental focus for months in seclusion? How many guys are, are going to stay COVID free? We think so far it was so good, you know, zero positive tests early on. Uh, but I don't think it's going to stay that way. I just don't think it's going to stay that way. Maybe it will. But, again, there's no no crowds, so no home court advantage. So you don't have the momentum, the momentum swings that a crowd provides. So you just – you really, again, don't know. I will say, because I went with Toronto – and I just said this. I think I said it first on KTSU Sports Talk. We are we just dipping down, picking a team. Because if you notice, national media is giving the Rockets a little bit of love, but I don't. No, that's not going to work. But I mean, so many variables are involved. Any guy getting sick and have to miss a, a maybe a playoff series. You know, the the grind of uh, playing in such a a. a compact season maybe uh, we'll play on them i don't know I, I don't i don't know but i will say toronto because toronto got down there first they play pretty good team basketball they have great coaching they have a bunch of young guys that i that i think have something to prove now again milwaukee is going to be right there maybe maybe boston will be right there maybe maybe even philadelphia with some of the changes that they're making you just you know there's a lot of moving parts here but i'll go with toronto in the east and i'll go with the clippers in the west and i think that i'm just gonna pick toronto again we don't really really know because this is not a true continuation of the NBA season uh, because so much has transpired and so many things will take place in this unique setting that's unprecedented. So as as far as MVP, I think LeBron will get the MVP votes because if you just look at on the court, I mean, again, these are humans that are voting. If you just look on the court, I think, yeah, Antetokounmpo is your MVP, but LeBron at his age, which will certainly be taken into account, I think he will get it, but I think all the points you made, 
better stats in many categories, also are a better team. But again, you're dealing with humans here, so we'll see. I would vote for Antetokounmpo. I think LeBron will get it. Also, in the We the People segment, I asked you guys uh, three questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Facebook page, on the group page. I asked, who will have the better season, the Astros or the Yankees? And you guys, by 83%, said the Houston Astros. Now, nationally, of course, with Giancarlo, Giancarlo, I, I miss his, I, mean, I always go, Giancarlo Stanton and Judge being healthy, I think that really helps them because they wouldn't have been. But again, this is a, a similar scenario to the NBA in that, hey, 60 game schedule is not a lot in baseball. Somebody struggles over a couple of weeks, they could be out of the mix. So we don't know. Um, but again, we're Houston centric here. Yeah, so most of our listeners uh, are in Houston, although we have them all over the country. I don't have a lot of, I, I don't think our numbers in New York are very high. I think we don't have that, that harshness that they like on the East Coast. I don't know. But we welcome New York listeners. <laughs> but again, with uh, mostly Houston Astros fans listening, eighty-three uh, percent of you guys said the Astros would have a better season. Also, the better postseason, the Rockets or the Astros? Eighty-seven percent said the Astros would have a better postseason. So hey, again, we're riding the momentum of the American League champs who went to Game Seven, and we just we we're less frustrated with the Astros. Uh, even with all the criticism and the controversy surrounding video gate or trash can gate or whatever you want to call it, I think that people love the Astros. And, and I think I just love their swag and their chip on the shoulder. So I agree with them. I think the Astros will have the better postseason. And finally, we asked which league is most likely to incur disruption due to the coronavirus. I didn't quote that question, but that's the gist of it. Major League Baseball or the NFL, both of uh, those leagues are not in bubbles. They both will be traveling around. But uh, to the tune of 91%, you guys said the NFL has those disruptions. Uh, they're facing disruption. I don't think they have – I mean, there's no way – to socially distance at all in the sport of football. So uh, it's going to be tough to see if they can get an NFL season going. They seem determined. A lot of people seem determined. We'll see how that goes moving forward. With that, going to take a brief time out here from DJ Anarchy. And on the other side, we will hear our conversation with KTRK's Bob Slovak. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams.
Welcome back to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy on the mix. And if you'd like to have your music played on the podcast, you can just email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We want it to be radio edit. But we play uh, anything, any and everything. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track or an extended portion of a mix at the end of the podcast. So just uh, hook that up and send it to us. We play, what, reggae, country. We've had Latin jazz, gospel. It doesn't matter. And we've had a number of DJs. But DJ Anarchy, that's our resident DJ. He's our boy. So as promised, a couple of very interesting conversations. First up, Bob Slovak from ABC 13, all-around good guy, and uh, he joined in to talk a little bit about what's going on in his world these days as it pertains to work and COVID, and we talk about some Astros and some Rockets and some Texans, and uh, here's that conversation. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing good, Devin. Doing good, man. Doing good. Well, I know it's been a weird time for you guys in television sports media. Of course, you know, not a lot to cover. I guess for you guys, you've been covering it from home. What has this pandemic uh, been like for you guys? We we almost had to reinvent ourselves. Uh, it, uh, it, it it has been a challenge for everybody. But you know, when it first happened, it shut down around uh, St. Patrick's Day, and then all the leaks started shutting down. And you know, we didn't have anybody to cover for a while. And 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 what we fortunately we had the NFL draft was still going on, and, and we 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 put a lot of focus on the local athletes. They were going to go high in the draft and everything. So we did a lot of workout stories and stuff like that. And. And then we started developing doing Zoom interviews. You know, that was different at, at, the, at the beginning, you know. But now that's commonplace. I mean, that's the way we do most of our interviews now, unless, unless we're going out and meeting somebody locally. And, and that's got a lot of social distancing in it, you know, on, on their part and on our part as well. So uh, it's almost like the, we had to reinvent the way we do our jobs. Right. And I know you work from home. How do you anticipate, like, what do you think uh, moving forward, say even we have a cure or whatever for the pandemic, do you think some of the things that you've incorporated over these few months will be something that will carry forward uh, as it pertains to local sports media? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll... We're going to see what happens when it gets... They say that they're going to let them play high school football and high school volleyball, but we're wondering how we're going to do those interviews and stuff. I mean, that's, that's going to be mandated too. You know, you know, we like to talk to the coaches after the games and stuff. So we'll see how that goes forward. The way we cover the professional teams here locally, uh, I don't see them going back to the way it was anytime soon. Even when they, like you said, when they get a vaccine, you know, that may, that may be six months. That may be longer than that. I think that the pro teams, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of Zoom interviews uh, for, for a while. I, I don't really see us going back. I doubt they're going to be letting us in the locker room and the clubhouse anytime soon. So. I know how much do you think that'll impact the sort of stories we hear when the organizations have a lot more control on access and who gets to go on Zoom calls and and how those things go. Uh, how how do you think <laughs> it'll impact that? Because you know we have an organization in the Texans; they like to control the message. I'm telling you, Devin, you hit it right down the head. I go, it, it's going to make our jobs a lot tougher. And then you know that that's kind of happened over the last five six years anyway. You know, I've been covering the Texans since the get-go in 2002. They have clamped down. They have clamped down on what we can do, when we can go over there. Uh, I mean, I, I used we used to be able to go in the locker room and stand there by by the players' lockers and you know chit chat with them and get to know them a little bit more. Now it's it's very controlled. 
The Astros have always been a little looser in the clubhouse. Of course, that changes when we can't go in the clubhouse. The Rockets have cut down on it. I, you know, I've been here long enough, over 20 years. We used to be able to go in the, the Rockets' locker room after practice. I mean, right, right. I mean, it, has, it has changed over the years, and you're right. I mean, they are going to control it more and more. Uh, and, you know, right, rightly so, I guess, maybe for, for health and safety sakes. But it will it will change the message a little bit. I'm, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I mean, without getting too specific, I, do you think uh, – sort of I noticed this as Bill O'Brien's control in the organization is kind of – he's been in, more emboldened in the organization. Do you think it's like a, sort of what they do in New England has kind of come to Houston, or is this just across the board in the NFL? You know, it's a little bit of both. I mean, he brought a lot of that New England Patriot way down here, the Bill Belichick way, because I, I could tell when he first got here, he was a, he was taken aback how, how much access we were getting, at, at especially at training camp. And so that that was just kind of the system he came from. Uh, the, the NFL has cut down, uh, you know, across the board, too. I don't know if you remember this, five, six, seven years ago, when they, they were going to limit one cameraman out on the sidelines. I, I don't know if you remember that. We were going to have yeah. to have a pool camera, a pool camera, shoot the games, and then and then trade out the video. And that only lasted one season. That didn't work because you know every every outlet has to have access to get their own stuff. But yeah, yeah as it, it stands, it's you guys, you you guys have a bunch of limitations of uh, of what you can show, when you can show it, uh, stuff like that, and that's league mandated, right? Yes, it is. You know, they, they, they really limit what we can shoot at practice. We, we don't get to shoot very much practice. We shoot more stretching video at practice than anything. <laughs> right, you right. Know, they, they, won't, they, don't let, they don't want us to show anything, you know. And, you know, uh, we want to do our job, but yet it's their product. So, you know, they, they have the right to, to pretty much limit what we can. Now, they, they, there are league guidelines with the media where they have to give us access, you know, so many times a week. But, you know, we run into trouble over there, too, with the Texans. Uh, and, and we've said some, something to them about it. You know, they, they will give us 45 minutes in the locker room. Well, maybe three players are in the locker room. <laughs> Nobody comes in the locker room during our designated time. So, you know, you, you really got to get a good working relationship with, uh, with the pro teams. And they're pretty – I will give you this. They're pretty understandable when we bring an issue to them and say, hey, this isn't working. This is not helping our job, helping us do our job and get your message out. And they will adjust. So it's not like they're trying to stonewall us all the time. Yeah, well, what I what I used to love about the NFL is the NFL was about, uh, you know, really a lot of access. They wanted eyes and ears everywhere to sort of get their product out there across the board. And uh, they, they've gotten away from that quite a bit as the money has gone up. And, you know, like I said, things have just totally changed. I just worry about the missing out on some of the stories that you wouldn't otherwise get uh, when you have more access. Like I said, you – you uh, look. We, we may have training camp. I don't know if there's going to be training camp or not. It looks like there is, although there's no preseason. But you know, there are a lot of stories there that you'll miss out on uh, as we move forward. No, that's what I was getting at. I go, you know, training camp is a great place to find stories because you you can you can talk to players as they're walking off the field and kind of get to know them a little bit more. And that goes back to what I was saying. I go, we used to be able to hang out in the locker room a lot longer, and people players would be in there and you, you kind of get to, you know, you can strike up a conversation and really kind of get to know people and find out stuff. 
that that has gone away some. Yeah. Do you think uh, moving forward, obviously basketball started today with the sort of the, the scrimmage games are taking place. Baseball starting tomorrow. Do you think – which league you do you think will have the most success in starting and completing their season? That's a great question. That's a great question, and I said it on the air last week. And I was talking about the NFL, and I'll answer your question here in a second, but I said it about the NFL. I said starting the season is one thing. Being able to finish it six months later is a whole different story. So, I mean, I said that on the air because I think it's going to be difficult for the NFL. As for the other two teams, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the NBA has got a better chance because they're controlling that bubble. And, and, and they, they're locking down that bubble. What's going to get the, get Major League Baseball or make it a, a, the bigger challenge is they're traveling. They're, they're going city to city. And, you know, they're going to, they're going to have some players come down with COVID just because of the travel. When you're going on planes, you're going into hotels and everything else. It'll be hard to control it. I think the NBA is going to have a better shot at it. Although we've seen, we're seeing guys leave. Patrick Beverly left. Uh, Montrez Harold left, and all these guys are set to return at some point. Uh, so you know, there's still guys coming in and out, and we'll have to see how that goes uh, because there are procedures before they are able to come back in. But yeah, uh, it, yeah they have to quarantine. Yeah. And what about high school? Because you guys do a really, really good job. And I want to give you an opportunity to shout out your guy Gleason, uh, who does a tremendous <laughs> job on high school. Man, great work. Joe Gleason has been with the station uh, over 25 years, and he is tied into the high school scene. I mean, he knows it inside and out. He knows the top players, the top teams. And uh, if you want to know high school, follow follow Joe Gleason on Twitter. I mean, Joe's Joe's tied into it, man. He'll let you know what's going on. But high school is going to be a challenge. You know, I, I, my story yesterday was the, the new schedule that UIL put out, and it's pushing back the 5A and 6A is about a month. And I talked to Gary Joseph, and I talked to Coach John Kay, you know, the two, two, two big coaches in the area, Katie and North Shore. Their main concern, they're, first of all, they're glad they're playing. They, 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 they were praising the UIL for giving them a chance to play. But their biggest concern is finishing the district play. And they said there's still a lot of moving parts where they got them scheduled for 10 games, but, but they may just play the district games and play them sooner than later because they know they need to play those district games to have a district champion. And December 5th is the certification date. What that means is by December 5th, you've got to have your four teams from your district certified to play in the playoffs. So they, you know, Coach K, he said, you know, we start district play. What happens if we have to shut down for two weeks? Right. He goes, that's going to put us in a little bit of a quandary but yeah you know they want to play but but they're like everybody else you know they they got to figure out how they're going to test people what what they're going to do to play because football's football man i go you're 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 rubbing up against somebody on every play so yeah. uh yeah. it's it's going to be a challenge i'm glad they're giving them an opportunity especially for the seniors across the board but uh, it's going to have to be some good do- uh, guidelines put in to keep everybody as safe as possible. What do you think of the SWAC's uh, plans uh, for a six- to seven-game season starting in March of next year? It seems like that's the, the first and only league to really have a well-mapped-out plan for playing spring football. Uh, they've been really proactive in that area. What do you think of moving football to uh, to the spring? Well, 
you know, when I first heard that, I'm like, wow, they made that decision. But Charles McCullum, who's what he's the commissioner of the SWAC now, yes. he, uh, mm-hmm. he's he's always been real proactive. So you know, I, I commend them for 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 making a making a uh, plan and, and going with it. Uh, I think it'll be okay. I mean, smaller conference, everybody's on board with it. It ain't. It's not going to happen with the big conferences. I don't see that. I, I I see them trying to delay their season for a while and then starting later in the fall. But but hey, man, if the SWAC, SWAC says go for it, go for it. I mean, once again, you know, you're going to get to play, or at least you have a plan in place to play. Uh, and I mean, that's the biggest thing right now. You you got to have a plan, and uh, you got to put the put the guidelines and protocol in place, and then go with it. Because we we live in a different world now, Devin. You know that yeah, it's a yeah. different world. And it seems like you know the schools I think that'll suffer the most or really the the sort of the mid-majors, where you have a, a conference like the SWAG that can do what they do on their level, and I'm sure at some point the Southland will probably join them in some sort of a similar movement. But then you have the the Power Five. They, they have the money and resources to do whatever. You worry about the U of H's, the Rice's of the world, those, those mid-majors that may have a, a lot more problems uh, both playing and maybe even scheduling something for a later date. Well, you know what? Uh, U of H playing in the American Athletic Conference, man, that conference is so spread out. I mean, it's all over the country. It's like that that's an issue right there, trying to coordinate all that. Uh, and you're right. I mean, football, it's, it's been talked about uh, a lot already. Even on U of H's level, I mean, they've they got to play football to fund the rest of the sports or it's going to be a domino effect. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to they're going to go – they're going to try as – try as much as possible to try to get some kind of season in. Now, if it has to go to spring, I guess they'll go to spring. I mean, it, it, we, may, we, we may have a lot of spring a football. Lot. Yeah, I was thinking about that with TSU football and basketball going on at the same time. There's a lot of work to be done over a, a compact amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you a couple more things before we let you get out of here. I want to ask you first about the Astros. Astros yesterday, they got some. Well, I don't. I won't say retribution from the the Royals. I, I'll say the guy had control <laughs> issues. I'll say he had control yeah, issues. You know what? <laughs> but, you know what? I get, I, I'm on Twitter, man. And I'm like going. These people on Twitter are freaking crazy. I go. They didn't get bean. There was no three bean balls. I go. The guy had a full count with loaded bases. And the pitch just kind of came inside a little bit. I'm like, I go, first of all, the umpire didn't even know if it hit Altuve. They had to check. And then the other other pitch barely hit Bregman in the in the shirt. I'm like, there was no bean ball from Kansas City. I'm telling you. I go, that's not to say it's not going to happen when they play the Dodgers, right. the Dodgers the, later on. The, the Nationals, no can- yeah, a few of them may, may want to get in on it. I read some ridiculous article where a guy says that the Royals set the tone for the rest of the season. <laughs> I go, there was no tone set. I'm like, that was this wild pitcher, minor league pitcher, man. Oh, my God. And this is a season where you don't really the the Astros really escape that storyline because as much as people want to, oh, yeah. you don't you don't have to force storylines with a, a compacted sixty game season and the pandemic in the backdrop. And so I think really fortunately for the Astros, uh, they won't be the main storyline as as much as they would have been had this not happened, which is a good thing. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, Major League Baseball sort of buried a lot of uh, other teams and their activities as it pertains to videotaping and inappropriate use of videotaping. I, I sort of think the Astros were made the scapegoats of this situation. I kind of agree with you there because it was like they, they, they went full force after the Astros. The Astros got, you know, got, got convicted of the whole thing. 
And then you had the Yankees, and, and of course the Red Sox were caught up in it too. And it was like after that they're like, okay, well, whatever, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Right. After you freaking you, you fried the you fried the Astros, but uh, yeah, the, the storyline won't be the same. I don't know if you saw this story. I, I heard it on the radio the other day, where the Yankees are giving fans a chance to I don't know how they said they were going to do it, message them or something with with uh, what what sound effects they want want piped into the stadium at different times, and I think it was going to be in real time, too. You know, like, if you want to boo or you want to whatever, and I'm like, well, yeah, well, you know, if the Astros end up playing the Yankees, it'll be nothing but boo. <laughs> <the stadium. laughs> yeah. Piping them in. Yeah, I think they were trying that uh, in Korea, when uh, in the Korean Baseball League, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but, but a couple things I want to ask you about the gig. Uh, of course, uh, there's been an evolution for you guys in local sports television, and I, I talked to Butch Allsander about this. Uh, there was a time where you guys were almost getting squeezed out in, in a lot of ways, as far as an amount of time on the air but now there's so many more avenues for content it seems like you guys now have a lot more that you can do uh, if you could talk a little bit about that evolution because you know you guys were marginalized there for in some stations more than more than others you were marginalized a little bit and now it seems like boy you guys have a lot of uh, you can provide as much content as you want because there, there's so many uh different avenues for yeah, to get information yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. With with uh, with the emergence of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you got all kinds of avenues to post stuff and get stuff out there. Now, uh, the time allotted on broadcast TV it, it has shrunk and continues to get squeezed a little bit, but but we uh, we do have so much other Twitter's Twitter's the main sports uh, avenue venue for getting it out there. Facebook a little bit more. I'm not a big Instagram person. I'll put it out there because they want us to at the station, but, but Twitter's the big sports one, of course, because, you know, the, you know, it's in, you know, it's pretty quick, you know, it's you know, 140 characters get out there. Facebook's a little bit more, you can be a little bit more in depth and depth. And when I go do my local pieces on the high schools and stuff, I always post them on Twitter and Facebook because, uh, you know, that's where the high school kids see it. They see, they see it most on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You know, uh, we go do stories, Joe Gleason to tell you this, man. He knows every kid's Twitter handle. <laughs> so you tag him. You tag him so you're going to get a lot more views and it's going to get out there a little bit more. So, yeah, it's. Uh, but you're right about that. Uh, there's a lot more ways to, to get stories out and uh, really to really give opinions, too. That's another thing, Devin, that's changed in the time I've been here in Houston. Uh, used to be a lot more reporting, uh, but they want us, you know, they want us to give opinions. And it's it's because of Twitter and, and Facebook and sports radio. You know, they just don't want us to sit up there and say, well, the Astros beat the Royals last night. You know, they want us to tell why we think they beat the Royals or what we saw in the game. Like we were talking about the bean, the, the, the hit batters and, you know, get up there and say, you know, this was no bean ball stuff. You know, this is a wild pitcher. You know, what are you talking about? You know. So they want they want that a little bit more. And, and and I imagine for a sports guy, it's pretty frustrating to not it previously not have those avenues to have your opinion heard. Um, because I'm you're like every every other sports person. I would imagine you have strong opinions about all of these things. Uh, and I know that's uh, that can be extremely difficult for you guys sometimes, huh? Yeah, yeah, but not anymore. I mean, we we can tell like it is. We're not, you know, I'm still not going to get up on the TV and 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 and. and criticize and get up there and say that the Texans stink or something. I may say that the Texans didn't play very well. They should have did this instead of doing that. Uh, you know, but you do have a chance to give your opinion more than you used to. 
And finally, before we let you get out of here, we do a segment uh, on the podcast called This or That. I'll just ask you real quickly, uh, this or that, who's going to have the better season, uh, the Astros or the Rockets? Better postseason, since they're the first two that will get started. Astros. The Astros, the Astros are still in their window. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros made it to the World Series. The, the Rockets – uh, I can't sit here right now and say they're going to make the NBA Finals. I, I could be completely wrong because it's in a bubble now. It's totally different. But I, I'm going to say Astros. Well, hey, I certainly appreciate it. You're the most, really, the most most likable guy on on in Houston sports, almost since uh, Tim Melton, right? Tim Tim was the coolest guy ever in sports, but like everybody, well, everybody that. loves you, man, and enjoys you. You're like you know the, our neighbor. So I mean, that carries over. Well, you know well. what? That, I, I I appreciate you saying that because. You develop a style over the years, and I've been doing this 34 years now, and my style has developed into I'm the guy sitting next to you at the bar, and we're yeah. talking about the game. <laughs> that's my, that's yeah. me right yeah. there. It, com- it really does come <laughs> across. And uh, I, like I said, I, your accessibility, I- even uh, to do something like this, we certainly appreciate. And uh, maybe we'll visit with you as uh, we get deeper into sort of the progression of sports uh, in this pandemic and uh, get your take on some other things down the road maybe. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. You uh, you be safe, and I appreciate you having me on today. Amen. Thank you. For more content, go to wadewordproductions.com. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Thank Bob Slovak for hanging out and joining us inside of the Sports Talk Devin Wade podcast. Uh, a lot of interesting takes there, and now uh, we look forward to possibly visiting with him in the future. Coming up, uh, we still have Before I Let Go and the Lamont Award. But right now, we're going to shift gears and talk to Terrence Harris, a.k.a. King T, and get his take on a number of things. King T is back again. Afternoon. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Basketball scrimmages are starting. Baseball starts tomorrow. We saw some some preseason Astros. From that standpoint, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It gives you a little bit of optimism, even though I know we're living in a pretend world here in the world of sports. What's your take on things uh, getting underway in basketball and baseball? Well, I think it's a distraction. I mean, if nothing else. I mean, you know, we we I think we've. Tired. We've grown tired, even though I'm a Cleveland guy, but I've grown tired of watching the 2016 NBA Finals, you know, and, <laughs> and watching Kyrie knock down that jumper. I mean, you know, how many times? You know, in, in, in the first few times, obviously, you know, you, you live. I mean, like, I felt like it was all over again, you know, but, you know, after a while, you're like, okay, I know how this ends. You know, and so now it's, it's good to have some have some sports that we don't know how it ends yet, you know, and so that's the beauty of it. We have some drama. We got something to watch, some, a reason to tune in and, 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 and stay tuned in. And so, I mean, it's it's a nice distraction. I mean, I think, you know, it'll give us a chance to kind of turn off Netflix and Hulu for a minute and, you know, and, and, and watch something that's going on right now. And so I'm good with that. And, I, and I'm pleased to see that the NBA seems to be doing it very smart in a safe way. I mean, I mean, as I'm sure – 
you heard, I mean, this week, I mean, zero out of 346 people tested positive for the, for the coronavirus. So that's great. I mean, that when you get that fat zero, I, I don't think any of us thought that that would be the case in this first, in this first round of testing inside the bubble. But I mean, so that's, that's great. It means that they're doing it right. Yeah, so far so good, except uh, obviously a couple players on the Clippers or not have left. Patrick Beverly left today for personal reasons, and he'll be back. But again, he has to right. go through procedures when he comes back. I think we'll have more of those things, and you wonder how those things will play out if we get into the playoffs. Because, again, these guys have family situations, and if COVID hits close to home, what does that mean? We've already seen Zion. He's gone. Montrez Harrell uh, is gone. Uh, and those guys don't ha- have a set return date yet because, again, they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with in their personal life. So I think, yeah, we'll see some of those things. And, and you hope the guys follow the guidelines and do what they're supposed to do so we can get this in. But, again, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I, again, I don't think this is the – this is the NBA Cup, man. I don't want to call this an NBA championship in the in the the true sense of the word, and with this abbreviated kind of eight game schedule, and then these weird circumstances, which everybody may or may not play. What's your take? I mean, is it a legit cha- a championship or not? Well, you know, it's funny because I've, I've had a chance this past week to talk to some Rockets players about this very thing, um, and 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 to ask, you know, hey, like I talked to PJ Tucker about this uh, a few days ago. I said, hey, do you? How do you look at this? Do you look at this as a continuation of what you started earlier this year, or, or do you see this as something new? And you know, he was like, yeah, that's a good question. And he he gave reasons why he saw it both ways. I mean, but you know, once it was all said and done, I mean, he basically said, hey, you know, really, it's it's, it's a new season. We're going to play eight games for for seeding purposes, and then we're going to go into a tournament. You know, and, and he likened it to. You know, more like a you know, like the basketball tournaments, the AAU tournaments that they used to play in at the very arena at Walt Disney World that they'll be playing in. I mean, you know, so it's it, you know the irony of, of going back to you know kind of something that they've all done and been a place that they've been. I mean, you know, like these are the elite players who've, who've played in those elite games that, that are played at, at Disney World during the summertime uh, for AAU basketball. So it's, it's kind of like an AAU situation for a lot of them. I think that's how they approach it. It's a tournament more so than it is the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing that I wonder about, i get your take on this one. We've seen it. We've both covered sports long enough to know that the crowd can get teams back in the games and sort of demoralize the opposition. I wonder what that'll be like without that. Like, because human nature or not, people feed off of the energy of, of the home crowd. I mean, all you have to do is look at the home stats. You know, the the winning percentage of the home team is far above going on the road and winning. That's why everybody wants the home court advantage. Right. There's no home court advantage here. What do you? How do you think that'll influence uh, the outcomes in, in some of these series? Well, well, once again, that's why it becomes more of a tournament than it is. Like, that's why the guys are saying it's more of a tournament than it is, you know, the playoffs, because there's no home court advantage for anybody. You know, like, even 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 uh, James Harden made the point the other day of saying, you know, it, seeding really doesn't matter in this because there's no home court advantage. What, what are you playing for? Other than, I mean, you know, because at the end of the day, we all got to beat each other. You got to play, you got to play who's up, and then you got to beat that person, but... The reason that you play for seeding and, and the playoff for the playoffs is you're trying to get home court advantage. Nobody has that, so yeah, that's out of that, that's out the window. But it's, it's out the window for everybody. So it's not like it's an unfair advantage for one team 
versus the other. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, this, this is what you signed up for. And, and so you just got to play it out. I mean, and, and I think uh, these should be some very intense games because, you know, these guys, I think, are natural competitors by, you know, just by the nature of who they are. So I don't know that they necessarily need the crowd noise and all of that to really get into it. I think now it'll become more of uh, that alpha dog kind of thing that's going to be on the basketball court. And, you know, I'm going I'm to dominate your ass. I mean, and that's kind of where we're going to be with this. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, but it's something we haven't really seen. I mean, we're, and you know, we're, we're, we're getting – yeah, yeah, I just think what I wonder too also is that the the, the different dynamics in that these guys don't they're not going out partying every night. They, I mean, like they are really focused in a way that most NBA guys, they, you know, the NBA lifestyle is such that the, you know these guys they play, they go out in different cities, they travel. The, you know, there are a lot of moving parts here. You have to focus, and I really do think the teams that are many, uh, mentally the strongest will prevail in this situation, probably even more so. I mean, I, you would think, okay, no matter what, the mentally strong team will survive. But the people that really are focused only on basketball, I think, will have more success. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. I mean, and then, you know, I think, you know, kind of the other side of that, too, is, I mean, I think at some point, the, the fact that you are just so, your world is so small now, and you can't do many of the things that you're accustomed to doing. And, and being around people you, you, you enjoy being around, and I think, you know, one, maybe that'll cause you not to fight as hard, you know, at, 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 you know, come crunch time, you know, and, and you need to come back because guess what? If you get eliminated, guess what you get to do? <laughs> go home. Get, go get out of this bubble. Get, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got your money, and mm -hmm. so, you know, you did what you needed to do to get your loot. And now you you know you can go on home. I mean you know because you know I think that this thing will be done with an asterisk. Anyways, I mean I don't know that it's a true NBA championship just by the nature of what's going on. So I think these guys will be like, man, please, I'm gone. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I think they'll be home. happy I mean, to let's lose. Be honest, you, you ain't seeing you ain't seeing your wife, your girl, or both. And, I mean, for, <laughs> or both. Yeah, well, 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 you know I I I go disparage nobody like that, but you know. <laughs> Hey, you know, that's, that's a reality. But, you know, you ain't seen, yeah. So, you know, you like, look, man, I, I it's some things I ain't done in a minute that I need to get done. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, it's, and, and I don't see how they committed to this because I think I would have been like, well, hey, you know. I mean, <laughs> what they say, you know, say about jail? Even, they say it's two days in jail, the day you go in and the day you come out and everything else. Right. Is <laughs> Same thing even, with the bubble. Even model prisoners, you know, can, can get a reprieve every now and then. And then. But <laughs> you guys can't get, they can't, they can't get that. I mean, right. so, right. you know, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, so, you know, it, it, that can affect a man after a while, I would imagine. I mean, That's you know. why I think there will be bubble violations. I think, I mean, we've already seen the snitch line is working overtime. So, I mean, I, I, it's hard to imagine, man, that that – uh, I mean, these are young guys in their in their peak, man. It's it's hard to imagine for a, a number of reasons. Just out of boredom, if you if you just take away that component, just the the boredom of being. Because I mean, even those guys weren't as in some cases weren't as quarantined as say the general public. Like you know, they still could move around a little bit more in in, in different situations. Now, I mean, it's it's legit lockdown, and it's it's very interesting to see. All that'll happen with that. So let me give you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. 
Give me your teams in the finals and give me your, your champ. I mean, because it's fun to pick before it gets started. Who, who who are you picking to win it all? Who are you thinking will play in the finals? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, and I ain't real happy about this, but, I mean, you know, the, I think the Lakers could, could have a good chance, um, you know, but, I, I, I mean, it just depends on how the Clippers come together because I think the Clippers are the only team that's built to beat the Lakers in the West, really. And I hate to say that to the Rockets fans, but I just don't think that this small ball will uh, will serve them well in the in the playoffs because sometimes you need you need a guy that you know you can't do, you can't outshoot everybody. You you need a, you need to be able, you need a guy who can go in and post up. I mean, and, and and make some make some unnecessary shots from time to time. I don't think that the the Rockets are built for this, but I think they they're built to make this interest this type of run interesting in a tournament like this. But I don't think that they can, you know, I think LeBron and, and Kawhi, it'll come down to those two in the West. And I and I honestly think that Toronto is still the team to beat in the, in the East. I, I really do. You read my mind. That's I'm picking them to win it all. And, and not because, because, again, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen. But if you look at the Lakers, they're a couple guards down with Rondo having a broken thumb and then um, Avery Bradley not even coming to the bubble for personal reasons. So there are a couple guards down. Now you have to depend on some other guys to step up a little bit more. Uh, I think that'll be an issue. Uh, let's see what happens with Montrez Harrell and, and Patrick Beverly uh, on, on the West. What I do think when you talk about the alpha male and just dominating the other guy, like you mentioned earlier, I think this is where uh, Russell Westbrook will shine. Because he, he doesn't need anybody. He has that dog in him when he wants to just beat you. But I don't think the Rockets will – that being said, I don't think the Rockets will advance. But Yeah, I mean, I, I would – and don't get me wrong, I would love to see the Rockets do this. I mean, I think for D'Antonio, I mean, and just kind of how hard he's worked to, to really push his brand of basketball, I mean, you know, I think to be rewarded like that would be great. I mean, it, and you're right. I mean, it, it just depends. I mean, the guard play in the, in the, in the playoffs is huge, but I also believe – at some point, you know, you, when the shots aren't falling, you need a guy that you can just put the ball in his hands and say, go make a basket. You know, get to the cup, you know, post up, whatever you got to do. And I think that, you know, with, with AD and, um, and, and LeBron, the Lakers have that. I mean, I think, you know, the Clippers, you know, I think they have that with Kawhi and, 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 and PG, man. So, I, you know, and, I, and then we also can't sleep on Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we can we cannot sleep on Milwaukee. Although I just feel like Milwaukee should have done some more to to put some better pieces around the Greek freak. In my mind, I mean, because you, you want to you playing for two things. They're playing for two things. I feel like this during this uh, this run. A, they're playing to win, but they're, they're playing to convince him to stay. Well, he's you the know? one that that has took it upon himself to improve in certain areas. So. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, really, Milwaukee would have to be the favorite, you would say, uh, to, to go in the East. But I do think the, there's something to be said about Toronto. They got down to Orlando first. They are the defending champs. There's, I would imagine, a chip on their shoulders about saying, well, wait a minute, we didn't have Kawhi, but we're all right. <laughs> we're not chopped liver. We can get yeah. it oh, we can yeah. get it in. Pascal has stepped up. Anobi is, is balling prior to all of this. We'll see what happens now after on the restart. So yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, I mean, I would be, in, I'd be tuned in. I would love to see the Clippers and the, and, and 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 the Raptors go at it because I feel like the Raptors have something. I mean, they should be mad at Kawhi. Kawhi played them. I mean, you don't you don't give up what they gave up, you know, to rent a player for you know for you know a season. Even though you you know you got a you got a you got a chip a chip at the end of it, 
But, you know, you still don't give up that. You don't give up what, what Toronto gave up, you know, for to, to rent a player for a year. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. I mean, and so I think that if they got a chance to get it at, at, at Kawhi, I think that it would be, a, I think that would be a heck of a series, man. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, Ujiri's done a tremendous job in, in Toronto, but those guys are just, they, they, you know, you don't have that marquee name, although Pascal is nice and Lowry and, and I mean, that's the whole team is a really yeah, solid but team I across the board. A, I think that this kind of format, I think it favors that, though. You don't have to have, I mean, you just got to have a, a, a the team that can play the best together, I think, will win this. You know, everybody should be thanking God that, you know, the Warriors fell apart this year. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they were, if, if the Warriors were, if this were the same Warriors team from a couple years ago, they wouldn't even need to play this. <laughs> Hands down, right? right? Yeah, they wouldn't even, they would not even need to play this. I'm telling you, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't be close. But, uh, you know, yeah, you can just go, man, just go ahead and give them a trophy and let's call it a day. But I mean, but I think the team with the best team is going to win this game. I mean, this series. That's why you also can't really count Boston. Out. Boston is a they got a core of players who've been playing together for a little minute, and so they could, you know, they could theoretically make some noise. Uh, I, I don't really think so, but I think Toronto has the best core of guys who've been together for a while, and then you got the, the, the young guy, you know, who's you know really. I mean, like, he's become like a sensation overnight almost. I mean, you know, so. He's been he's been fun to watch. Yes, like I said, that those are matchups. I'll take Toronto and the Clippers in the finals, and I'll take Toronto to win it. Although, like I said, it's a shot in the dark because all it takes is if Kawhi has to leave during a series, or if you know a couple guys have to sit out because of COVID, and it, it could all go away quick. Although, yeah, like I said, it's a good sign that nobody tested negative, uh, tested positive rather uh, to this point. But we'll we'll see moving forward. I want to ask you about a couple other things before we wrap up here one last time we spoke well the swag had not moved the had not postponed this season but since then they have postponed this season to the spring what do you think about the six game schedule starting in uh, late february early march of next year what do you think about uh what dr mcclellan charles mcclellan and uh, the swag have done trying to be proactive and ahead of uh, the game as it pertains to planning for uh the for spring football you know, here here's my I got a problem with it from this standpoint. It still doesn't make sense because I think they needed to they needed to talk to Miak into going along with this as well. I think that they, they if both had done this together. I think that it might have you know it could have been interesting. Um, you know, but I mean, you you know you you throw out some of the some of the things that you, you're used to at the end of the season, like the that championship game between the two of them. No, I you can't play that ball. now, you know, and, and, and so I think, um, and, and I just don't know how this is going to work. And the one thing that you, we all have to be watching out for right now is non-answer about what they're going to do with the, the winter sports. So are you going to just, are you going to completely blow this off? Well, I mean, I, you know, are you talking about what what sport in particular? You talking about start, the start of basketball? Yeah, you basically, yeah, just start of basketball. I mean, what, is, what are you going to do with basketball? You know, and then if you have, you know, you're going to have a handful. Keep in mind, you're going to have a handful of players on the SWAC who are probably kind of fringe NFL guys. What are y'all doing? I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing they're not going to play. Well, I think if you're, if you're not 
to me, if you're not almost like the in, in the NBA, if you're not a lotto pick, if you're not a first round, if you really don't have a, a solid indication that you're a first round, a potential first round draft pick, I think you got to play. I think you have to bet on yourself. And and nah. think about this. Think about now if you're in a power five, if you're power five guy of Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, those guys, Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he should play if they have to uh, sort of postpone further than this. But, but other than that, and, and you think about this: if the draft it will be pushed back, let's say maybe to, to early May, mid May, and this will be fresh on everybody's mind because guys, uh, you know, and again, it's a tough decision. You're right because you could risk it all by getting hurt, but anytime you got on the field, it's a risk. But you could potentially give the, especially if other conferences don't go with this. And the SWAC is like one of the few conferences that's actually playing in the spring. Now you get a lot of NFL scouts looking at you just just by the fact that, I, you know. I, I don't think so. I, I, I have to disagree with you on this one, Devin, because you got to look at the NFL calendar, right? And then you also got to also remember what the NFL is really about during the springtime. It's not about performance. They're about, uh, in terms of on-the-field performance, it's measurements. It's measurable that they're looking at. You're right. How fast you can run, how, fast, how many times you lifting this and doing that, and those sort of things. Um, and and, and, and their access to you and your mental you know, your mental ability to, to deal with you know certain certain situations and their opportunity to really test you out. And if these guys are playing a season, that goes away. So that also means that those opportunities go away because probably would go away because they haven't had a chance. They would not have had a chance to do any of their measurables. I mean, I think sometimes we get a little caught up in how, how important the season is. And, man, I'm telling you, the well, NFL. That's, that's one I, of I my really criticisms was, of the NFL, though. They yeah, fall in love well, with a lot of I mean, guys in the offseason. Yeah. yeah, we can criticize it. We can criticize it uh, you know, all we want to, but at the, at the end of the day, though, it's what we have. It's what they have, and and, and they and that's their thing. So these guys are going to miss out. Some of those fringe guys that, that might have had a chance to, yeah, you. And I just don't. It's basketball. You know, when you talking about the a guaranteed first round. I mean, second, third round guys make pretty good money in the NFL, and you fourth and fifth round guys and sixth and seventh round guys still make the team. Right. These days, I mean, it's a little bit different animal. So you got to, so you know, you're, you're, you're um, you could be missed out on some money. So I think some guys are gonna have some hard decisions to make. So if you're uh, agent, especially because, and, and and especially because of what you just said, these guys may not be first and second rounders. They may be third, fourth, and fifth rounders. You know, who maybe if they play had a chance to move up a little bit. But I don't know. I just don't think NFL's gonna be on it like that. Well, yeah, and and there's you know, and there's a lot of moving parts. So if you're agent, you say no, don't don't play. If you if you feel like you have a shot, you say don't play. Is that what you adv- would advise yeah. your senior? Yes, I, 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 yeah, we're gonna go ahead and go to the combine. If we we get the invite to the combine. We're going to the combine. We're going to the senior bowl. We're doing all of the things that we because all of those things are important to making that next you know to making that next step. And you can't be doing those things if you're in, in, in the middle of your football season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough, tough deal because, again, it looks like they'll wrap up in mid-April, possibly. That's what it's looking like uh, with the swag schedule. And I, I, there are a lot of guys who don't even get invited. You remember – I mean, you think about this. A lot of guys have to depend on pro days. Well, why not your pro day be, you know, production on the field? I, I just think that unless you're a top guy, I would play – 
uh, if in the, especially in the SWAC, I think I will play. But the, also this, we don't know what the NFL calendar is going to look like because we assume that they're going to start and have a Super Bowl and and all of that. And we don't know if any of that stuff is going to happen and if they'll be forced to move the draft back. We've seen that with the NBA. They're moving their draft way back and the start of their next season back to December. So it's a lot of moving parts. But, yeah, it's an interesting philosophical question to ask, you know, will these guys take the chance? And who won't play if it has to to bleed over into the spring? So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And finally, uh, baseball starts tomorrow. Astros looking to get back to the World Series, a 60-game schedule. Again, a, a number of guys uh, that won't be there including uh, the play-by-play guy. He tested positive for uh, for COVID for the Astros. But let's – I mean, what do you think about baseball? Oh, by the way, breaking news. I, I don't know if you saw this yet. Mookie Betts, 13 years, $380 million oh. contract. <laughs> yeah, they said he was one of the – yeah, they said he – I mean, last I saw they were working on it. They, they were finalizing it. Yeah, they're finalizing the deal, gonna, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was going to be – and they said it was going to be a monster. So, yeah, that is. That's a monster right there. Just behind Mike good. Trout. Is, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, huge contract. What do you think about baseball? I think that there's a sport that could probably do okay. I mean, you know, with this, I, I'm guessing it is baseball because, to me, baseball is kind of like tennis to some degree. The players don't really need to – they don't need to collide. And so you – you have um, a, a you know a safety issue there, so I think baseball is going to be good, and I'm I'm, I'm looking for the Astros to do well because I mean I I'm a Dusty guy, man, so yeah. I, I want to see the you know I, and I'm tired of seeing Dusty get shortchanged. You know he get these he get these teams, he build them up to the point where they're ready to take off, and then they they, they let him go, and so it looks. I mean I'm I'm glad that you know he has a team that I think is equipped to win now, and so I hope for, for the best. I mean I just think that they. Still got you know from a lot of that other stuff that you know that, that came out last season. I just think that you, know, you got a cloud hanging over you a little bit. But you, um, you got a you you got some tough competition in the AL when you think about the Yankees. Kind of dodged the bullet because if they would have started on time, Stan and Judge would have been out and missed substantial time. Those guys uh, had a, had a chance to heal. And, and conversely, also the Astros with uh, Justin Verlander who had had a minor surgery that would have missed a little bit of time, but so he got a chance to fully recover. And so it, the AL, I mean, that's going to be really interesting. Give me your your picks in the the. Uh, in Major League Baseball uh, to go to the World Series. Well, I mean, hate to say, hate to say this, I'm, but I'm, I'm from I'm a Cleveland guy, man. You know, so I'm I'm always going to you know <laughs> look, look look at my look at my my, my Cleveland guys, and I, and I I'm not going to say their their team name. I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but 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 I'm a Cleveland guy, so I'm looking forward to this. To the tribe, if, if you will. I mean, uh, you know, maybe doing something. I think the Astros have a legit shot. I mean, I really do. I think that they have enough in place. I mean, obviously they're, they're missing that one, the pitcher that, you know, that obviously they lost. But I just think that you know, if the bats can come alive, I think they have enough pitching that they can they can they can make some noise. Yeah, worry a little bit about the bullpen, but McCullers is looking good so far, and he'll have to step up with the departure of. 
Garrett Cole and Granky is going to do. I, I mean, if he can keep up what he's doing and if Verlander can can do the, the Tom Brady fighting for the time thing again, I think uh, they, they'll be in solid shape. Uh, I, the grind yeah. will be a little bit different now with the 60-game rush. And the, that's the problem, man. If you get off to a slow start, if you stumble or if you have some injuries along right. the way, it can, it can take you out of it. So I am going to – I'm going to pick the Astros because I want – they they do have a chip on their shoulders because they were scapegoated in that whole uh, videography sort of trash can gate or whatever they want to call it. And I think that they really sort of lowered the boom on the Astros when the Yankees and Boston and a number of other teams were doing something similar. So I think they have a chip on their shoulder. So I'm going to take the Astros in the AL and I'll take the Dodgers in the in the, uh, NL and the National League. And I was, you know, you're right. I forgot to take my National League team and the Dodgers would have been, would have been it. Yeah, you got Mookie Betts now. Yeah. <laughs> he's paid. Paid. Yeah, he's paid now. <laughs> I just hope he ain't comfortable. I don't know, man. It's hard to, to get comfortable with you know a big contract like that. Ask uh, Alex Rodriguez <laughs> after he signed that, <laughs> that big deal. So how can folks reach you on social media? Man, check me out at Terrence Harris on Twitter. I mean, I'm, I'm there. Uh, hit me up. What you writing about uh, you know, in the Defender this week? Well, this week I took a, you know, I took a look at, at Tucker, at P.J. Tucker, and just how key he's going to be to the Rockets during this run is that just, just, just as the ultimate Swiss Army knife type of guy who can do everything and who's being asked to do everything. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I did a feature on him this week. I mean, and, you know, and of course we looked at, you know, some of the things that are going on with the Rockets, but, uh, you know, and, and also the Texans right now. And you got, because you got Deshaun Watson and, 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 and Watts who are, uh, Expressing some concern about whether the NFL can pull this off or not, and if they're if they're going to do it right. So you know we you know we so we touch on, on quite a few things, but the the main piece is on PJ Tucker and just how big he'll be. And then next week, next Thursday, I'll probably I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna take a strong look at the SWAC and this whole situation with you know with football in the spring and what does this mean for you know for every for the entire department. Right. It's going to be some interesting times. And it looks like we it'll be feast of famine because I think at some point we all, all in sports media will be so busy with so many things. If all three things will be going on. Think about this. The, if, if this goes well, the NBA, MLB, and uh, in the NFL will all be playing at the same time and you'll have Power 5 football. We what? will have our work <laughs> cut out for us. We may have to go every day on the podcast. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be unreal. But, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it if we can stay safe. I mean, if we can get these numbers oh, well, down. We, well, we, well, we definitely have to stay safe. I mean, you know, that's a given. If it's not safe, let's not do it at all. Let's just, let's sit down and, and, you know, push this to the back burner to next year, you know. No doubt, man. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Always, man. Take it easy, brother. want to thank Terrence Harris. Always a pleasure to have a conversation with him as he is a uh, in the rotation now. He comes up uh, quite frequently on the podcast, and we certainly appreciate that. Great writer, too, by the way. He is uh, in the Houston Defenders, so check that out if you get an opportunity. Oh, with that, it's time for the Lamar Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck. But I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the team player entity, usually someone in or around the world of sports that we deem to be the big dummy of the podcast. And this time out, we go to the WNBA. Yes, the WNBA. You said, what could be 
dumb about the WNBA. Nothing is dumb about the league itself. Great league. And, of course, it all got started here in H-Town with the Houston Comets. So, uh, you know, hey, we still have love for the Comets. Tina Thompson, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper. We love those uh, those ladies and what they did for all, for the city. Van Chancellor, the coach, Kim Parrott, all of them. So, yes, and I will say this, and I've said this before, that you will not come across a louder per capita venue <laughs> a lot of per capita venue than a WNBA game back in the day it was it I mean, I've been to everything I've been to all sorts of events Super Bowls uh NBA playoffs um playoff games baseball uh nothing quite like uh, I mean in again it's different from a 70,000 seat stadium but I'm telling you the intensity back then was incredible and so we love the WNBA what we don't love is their version of Karen <laughs> we have Senator Kelly Loeffler, who is part owner of the Atlanta Dream of the WNBA. And so she's in a, uh, from what they say, she's flailing away in a floundering Senate race that's coming up. And I guess she's looking to, to get some attention and galvanize her base. And she's doing that at the expense of the Black Lives Matter movement and, and the expense of her players. In the league, for that matter. Not only did she, I mean, she, just a lot of hypocrisy there. You talk about somebody who released a statement uh, about John Lewis, but then fights the things that he stands for. And then you talk about a lady who owns a league that is has a large, large portion. It's not the 80% of the NBA, but it's a large portion of African-American participants. So, And she has a number of black employees, but she came out and said, oh, well, I don't think the WNBA needs to embrace the Black Lives Matter. It might offend some people. So wait a minute. So you're just going to ignore. And you've had players on a team reach out to her to try to get her on board. It's just, it's so transparent what you're trying to do. It's not like she's leading the polls and wants to embrace everybody. It's not like she's a shoe in to win from what they say. And again, I don't know. She's in Georgia. That She has a struggling sort of Senate campaign ahead of her. And this just cannot, I mean, you're in the state of Georgia, first of all. And you are a owner, a co-owner in the WNBA. And she says, I will not be forced out. So she's trying to leverage this issue to try to gain and galvanize her base. And it's so see-through. And it's just, it's disgusting. And it's not cool. You don't really have a leg to stand on. And because we can see you. you I mean, it, you, you don't even really come across like you have this deep conviction. And if you did, that would just make you a blatant uh, racist. If, if you just hell bent on hating on black lives, but instead you have, oh, you're the, the all lives matter and you ignore the needs of and the, the compassion and the empathy for your employees and the uh, ladies of the WNBA. And for that reason, you are Karen, Senator Karen, <laughs> a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> So not as much fun to give out that award. I know a lot of people wanted me to give the award to Kanye West. Couldn't do that. Uh, Kanye's not well. 
And I don't think that any of that is funny. I'm not, uh, I don't even get upset. Sometimes you can say something so crazy that you know that, okay, he's not well. And when you start going in, like, you have eight billion targets in in front of you and you went after Harriet Tubman? <laughs> like, Harriet Tubman? That's who you go after? So you know at that point he's not well. And uh, sort of, uh, you watch those late night tweets. I just hope the guy gets help. I, I really feel bad for him and I want him to be better. I hope he feels better. So with that, I'm not giving him a Lamont Award. I want to, uh, I hope that he gets his medication and gets his life right because, you know, mental illness is not a joke. It's not a fun thing. And it's, it's really, it weighs not only on that person, but all the people that love him. So hang in there, Kanye, uh, despite the fact that, I, you know, I, you lost me with the Trump thing. Maybe that was a, a sign of whatever you're going through now. But, uh, you know, hang in there and I uh, hope he gets well. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys for tuning in. Want to thank our sponsor, Cobank Homes. Want to thank Bob Slovak, our guy, King T. Terrence Harris. Want to thank our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. And last but certainly not least, want to thank you guys for being a part of this. Please continue to share, comment, like, all of those things, and uh, make this a uh, the, this is a big tent. Let's make it even bigger by inviting more people in, and we can talk about anything and everything you like. want to remind you guys, uh, the sports line is open, 832-941-6614, 832-941-6614. And in addition to that, it's the uh, at Wade's Word on Twitter, wadeswordproductions.com, and Sports Talk with Devin wade page and group on facebook and as always remember these four things number one i don't do no favors after six o'clock in the evening two i ain't got no money three i'm not harboring any fugitives from justice and four bye this has been the sports talk with devin wade podcast remember you can follow him on twitter at wade's word thank you for listening